Join WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio and tour guide Guy Murphy of Totally Yours and enter into scripture, bringing to life the rich traditions of our Catholic faith as we journey with Jesus. Welcome to this episode of Journey with Jesus on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. I'm your tour guide, Guy Murphy, joining me today to finish up our preparation for the incredible Holy Land trip is Bill Snyder. Welcome, Bill. Um, It's always great to be with you, Guy. I'm learning a lot as we journey with Jesus. Last time, we summed up the first 2,000 years of our human history and saw that we acted so poorly that we proved that we need Jesus. From Adam and Eve to Cain and Abel to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, we see the need for the grace from Jesus' new and everlasting covenant. You said last time that to appreciate Jesus Christ, we have to look at our human history. Jesus Christ is like a rose. When we get to the Holy Land, we will see the red colors, smell the fragrance, feel the soft petals. But if we do not look at the stem, the leaves, the root, and even the thorns, we will not appreciate the rose. After the last two shows, I am starting to appreciate how much we need Jesus Christ. What insights do you have for us today, Guy? Today, we will finish up our 6,000-year history and then talk about the first proof that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We left off at the end of Genesis, God's Chosen Ones. The people with the covenant are living in Egypt with the promise that someday they will return to the land of Canaan. So the next 500 years, picking up our story, is the year 2500 after Adam. What happens then? Around 2500 years after Adam came Moses. We now finish Genesis and are in the book of Exodus. Eventually, Pharaoh ordered that all the male babies should be killed from Exodus 1. And his mother put Moses in a basket in the river, and Pharaoh's daughter adopted him. Moses grew up and killed an Egyptian, then fled into the desert. After 40 years, God remembered his covenant, appeared to Moses in the burning bush, and sent him back to free his people. After God sent numerous plagues, Pharaoh's heart hardened. God asked the Israelites to celebrate the Passover meal that consisted of a combination of unleavened bread and a male lamb, a lamb without blemish. Eat the flesh and sprinkle the blood on the doorpost of their house. I shall see the blood on your house and pass over you and not destroy you. From Exodus 12. So when the angel of death came, They were saved by the blood of a lamb. God told them to always consecrate the firstborn to him and to celebrate the Passover meal in memory of what God did for them. Pharaoh let God's people go, but then changed his mind. God parted the Red Sea. They escaped and God drowned all of Pharaoh's army. After all the miracles that the people saw, they did not get very far and the people of Israel started to murmur and complain against Moses. How did they eat and journey in the desert? The Lord fed them. Even after the Lord rained bread from heaven, quail in the evening, water from the rock, and fed the 600,000, not counting children, the Israelites still complained. One could see the relationship they had with God was superficial. 
and they complained because they were not eager to please God. On Mount Sinai, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments that represented a new covenant with God and his people. In this relationship, God tells them how to stay out of hell. However, the people quickly went astray and worshipped the golden calf in Exodus 20. God sent an angel to guide them on their journey and told them to heed his voice. The Lord showed his presence by a cloud by day and a fire by night that guided them. It was truly they were journeying with the Lord. The Lord said, keep my commandments. If you walk against me, I will go against you. The people arrived in the promised land that was flowing with milk and honey, but they complained against God because they thought the people who lived there, the Canaanites and descendants, were stronger than they were. The Lord became angry at their lack of trust and made them wander around the desert for the next 40 years. At the end of the 40 years, God showed Moses the Holy Land. So after 500 years of exile, they are entering the Promised Land. Did they learn their lesson? Did their relationship improve at all? Was it smooth sailing, Guy? Moses laid his hands on Joshua, who led the people of Israel into the Promised Land. However, the struggles continued. Instead of clearing the land, they were busy pouncing on the spoils and it corrupted them. They started to worship the false gods. This was displeasing to God. God told them these people will always be a thorn in their side because they disobeyed him. God set up judges to rule the people. Eventually, the people complained and wanted to be like other nations and get a king. Through Samuel the prophet, God anointed Saul as their first king. Saul did wicked things in God's eyes and God eventually removed him. So, approaching 3,000 years after Adam, what happened? Around 3,000 years after Adam came King David. David was a man after God's own heart. God was with David. David slew the giant Goliath. After King Saul died, David became king and reunited the 12 tribes of Israel. He brought the Ark of God into Jerusalem and encouraged the people to get rid of the false gods for the first and only time in their history and it lasted for only about 70 years the Holy Land belonged to the United People the 12 tribes of Israel the covenant with David included the promise that the Messiah would come from his lineage David's son Solomon was wise but his 700 wives turned his heart from God, and he brought their strange gods into the Holy Land. This was very displeasing to God. After King Solomon's time, because of all these false gods, the twelve tribes of Israel split up forever. At first, it was ten tribes and two tribes, and the disunity only increased from there. Only the tribe of Judah and Benjamin stayed together, and they controlled Jerusalem. Jerusalem was just a single city in a small and divided country state. Each 500 years, there seems to be a spark and a highlight, but their relationship turns sour very fast. The next 500 years is 3,500 after Adam. What happened then? After 3,500 years after Adam, the people of God went even further away from God. They even worshipped 
the Canaanite God of Baal, thus breaking their covenant with God. They continued to sin and ignored or stoned the prophets whom God used to call them back to himself. Their enemies invaded and carried them away from the land into the Babylonian exile. After 50 years in exile, the first year of Cyrus the king, the pagan king decreed that the house of God should be rebuilt, which is in Jerusalem, in the place where they may make sacrifices. God worked through a pagan king. The people of the covenant acted so poorly, we know they did not make it up. <laughs> That's right, Guy. Most people who make up a story about themselves make it up so that they portray themselves in a more positive light. You're right, Bill. It makes the scriptures more authentic when the Jews have their own testimony against them. They even end up worshiping the Canaanite god of Baal. Ironically, that was the offense against God that got the original people evicted out of the Holy Land in the first place. It illustrates we are all weak and we need Jesus Christ. Well, we have to take a short break on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. I'm Guy Murphy. We'll be right back with more of A Journey with Jesus. My name is Father Dominic Pelusi. I'm a member of the Priests of the Sacred Heart. I have been ordained for 41 years. St. Paul tells us how shall they call on Jesus in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe unless they have heard of him? And how can they hear unless there is someone to preach? We have the opportunity for Catholic Radio to do exactly that, to bring the Word of God into our houses, but more importantly, into our hearts. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. WSFI is on social media. Follow us on Twitter at WSFIFM and like us on Facebook by searching for WSFI Catholic Radio. Welcome back to this episode of Journey with Jesus on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. I'm your tour guide, Guy Murphy. Joining me today to talk about the trip to the Holy Land is Bill Snyder. Guy, as always, it's great to be with you on this program. Tell me about what happens 4,000 years into our human history. Bill, that finishes up the Old Testament. We all know we deserve to be wiped off the face of the earth for the terrible response we had with our relationship with the good God. However, instead, God manifests his great mercy by saying, I'm not only not going to wipe you guys out, I'm going to give you another chance and offer you an even greater relationship with me. A relationship like a husband to a bride. 
That is how God will be to the human race. Mind-boggling, but praise the Lord. It was prophesied that through his suffering, my servant shall justify many, and their guilt he shall bear. From Isaiah 53. As Adam and all the rest were disobedient, the new Adam, the perfect one, was to undo the damage by being obedient to death, death on the cross. As a hero of heroes, Jesus not only taught, healed, helped, and showed us what true love is, he also paid the price to redeem the entire human family for all the offenses done against God. In this relationship between God and man, Jesus teaches them how to be children of God. Jesus started a visible, universal church that was appointed to teach all nations until the end of time, from Matthew 16. The Jewish leaders did not want to listen and change their evil ways, so they had Jesus killed. Jesus allowed his death in order to redeem us from our sins. By his own power, Jesus our God rose from the dead, forgave everyone, and invited them to journey with him. And his church has been growing all over the world. We need the grace of Jesus Christ through his church that he himself established to save us from our sins and our evil inclinations. Some Jews and Gentiles embrace the grace of Jesus. Others reject the grace and its beneficial promises. Our 4,000-year history testifies that we cannot do it on our own efforts. Excellent. So what lesson do we get from all of this on our human history? What is amazing is God can create billions and billions of stars, and it is not hard for him. What remains a mystery is how hard it is for an all-powerful God to get us humans to behave. The mystery will become even greater when we observe Jesus Christ's life, suffering and death on the cross. I am a troubleshooting engineer. When I first read the Bible, I would suggest to God, you should try this miraculous encouragement, or you should try that warning or chastisement. The more I read, the more I realized that God tried everything during our 6,000 year history, from being patient and encouraging to whacking us. Nothing seemed to work, especially when God blessed us with riches. I would even be so foolish to consult God and tell him, the problem is you are making these people too stupid. <laughs> However, even when God blessed Solomon with super intelligence and wisdom, it only served to do more damage to the entire people of God. Our 6,000 year history proves that God is patient and merciful, thank God, and we are a stiff-necked people who need the Holy Messiah, Jesus Christ, and His cross. Jesus, save us! We are lost, both in this world and the next. There are certain difficulties that people have that will be discussed in detail in the book Journey with Jesus. Things like how could humans live to the age of 900 years old? Why is there evil in the world? Where do all these false gods come from? Why is the Old Testament God so violent and the God of the New Testament so merciful? 
Yes, they can get that book for more information. For now, what is the number one proof that Jesus Christ is God, the Messiah? Proof number one that Jesus is God is that people wrote about him 100 to 1500 years before he was born and described many details about him. They described details about where and when he would be born. They described details about his mission, his miracles, his suffering, his death and resurrection. They even recorded details about his mother and his precursor, John the Baptist. These details are given in a book called the Bible. That book is believed to have God for its author. Some people who hate Jesus even testify that these texts are ancient and authentic. Archaeological evidence has shown that these various prophecies were written at least 400 to 1,000 years before they actually occurred. Throughout our history, no one has written about the coming of Buddha, Confucius, Muhammad, or anyone else, but only Jesus, him, and none other. So that is proof number one. That is true, only Jesus, and very interesting. There is said to be over 350 prophecies describing Jesus in the Old Testament. Jesus Christ said to the persecuting religious scholars, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness to me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. John chapter 5, verses 39 to 40. Jesus also said, If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? John chapter 5, verses 47 to 48. To the friendly disciples who encountered Jesus on the road to Emmaus on Easter Sunday, Jesus said, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He appeared to be going further, but they constrained him. Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished out of their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? Luke chapter 24, verses 28 to 32. So what did Jesus interpret for them? So we'll go over just some basic list of the prophecies about Jesus. A successful pilgrimage includes visits to the actual place in the Holy Land where Jesus journeyed. As we journey with Jesus, we experience the words of the disciples. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was opening the scriptures to us? Lord Jesus, let the word of God set our hearts on fire. 
Yes, well, my heart is burning within me as well, Guy. What are some of those prophecies? First of all, there's a whole category of describing the Messiah would be God made flesh. All the way from Isaiah 7, he would be called Emmanuel. Psalms 2, Messiah would be declared the Son of God. Exodus, his name is I Am, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace in Isaiah 9. There's a whole category that talks about the Messiah's lineage. Messiah, he would be in the lineage of David's ancestry. He would also be the lineage of Abraham, as we saw from Genesis. Also, it said the Messiah would be a descendant of Isaac and a descendant of Jacob. He'd come from the tribe of Judah. In Isaiah 11, it said he would be called a Nazarene. In Psalm 2, it says the Messiah would be called king. Now, of course, Jesus fulfilled all those prophecies in the Old Testament. And there's even a whole category about the prophecies that details of his mother. From Genesis, it said, I'll put enmities between you and the woman. In Isaiah 7, it said the Messiah would be born of a virgin. Beautiful sayings in Wisdom chapter 7 said, All good things came to me together with her, the mother of them all. There was also a lot of details about his birth. Imagine that from Micah chapter 5, it says where he was born. Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. And they would say in Psalms, great persons would come to adore him, which was fulfilled by the wise men. And even the gifts they gave, gold, frankincense. And unfortunately in Jeremiah, it talked about the slaying of the children in Bethlehem and that the Messiah would have to visit Egypt which when he fled into Egypt as we saw when it fulfilled in Matthew chapter 2. There is a whole set also about the precursor of the Messiah. So details from Isaiah chapter 40, a messenger would prepare the way for the Messiah, the voice crying out in the desert. And in the book of Sirach, it says the Messiah would be preceded by Elijah. So when we think about all those details that were pointing to him, it is just amazing. And of course, as we continue on, there's details about his mission as Messiah. In the Psalms, it says the Messiah would be anointed with the Spirit. He would be a prophet. He will search for his sheep. Remember in John 10, he says, I am the good shepherd. He'll bring light to Galilee. Messiah will raise the dead, heal the blind, the deaf, the lame, and the mute. It said also in the Psalms, Messiah, the Messiah would speak in parables. Messiah would be sent to bring liberty to the captives. And Messiah will be a priest after the order of Melchizedek. So does that Old Testament description sound like anybody we know and love? <laughs> and um, this, in Isaiah it says, the Messiah would be poor. In, the Messiah, I'm sorry, would be poor and meek. 
and he would swallow up death forever. So you see they're painting uh, the character and showing the true nature of who Jesus is. And there's even details about the triumph entry into Jerusalem. They even kind of, Daniel would say the appropriate time for the Messiah to enter Jerusalem. And then he would even enter Jerusalem on a donkey or a colt that was from the Old Testament prophet Zechariah. And of course that was fulfilled on Palm Sunday. It said he would enter the temple and he'd be praised by the little children. And of course, too, they have, there's a whole list of details about the plots against Jesus. What's amazing in Wisdom chapter 2, it said the reason why they wanted to get him, it says he boasts God is his father. It says, let us condemn him to a shameful death. It's like almost the exact script in the Old Testament that we find then in Matthew 26 when the religious leaders wanted to kill him. There was more details about his betrayal. Imagine that even the amount of 30 pieces of silver were spelled out in the book of the prophet Zechariah. And that money would be used to buy the potter's field. And of course, the Old Testament doesn't just show him bound for glory. It talks about his suffering. How he'd be silent before his accusers. How he would be spat upon and struck. How he'd be hated without cause. And how he'd be struck and the sheep would be scattered. And the most important thing from Isaiah 53, Messiah, the Messiah is to be a sacrifice for sin. And one of the more brutal parts of the scripture talks about the death. Imagine the details in Psalm 22 that said lots would be cast for the Messiah's clothes. And of course you see that in Matthew 27. He'd be crucified with criminals. And as he said, I thirst to be given vinegar to drink. In the Psalm 34 said, The Messiah's bones are not broken. His hands and feet would be pierced. He'd be forsaken by God. Zechariah said his, the soldiers would pierce the Messiah's side. Remember John 19. And then the darkness over the land at noon. And he would be buried in a rich man's grave. And in the Psalms, there's more about his resurrection and then this construction of his new church, his priestly office in heaven, his ascension into heaven. He's seated at the right hand and a universal dominion. And from Daniel, it says he'll be coming again in glory. So look at that. All those details. It's, given it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable and amazing that hundreds of years before Jesus was born, God already described so many details about Jesus and his mission. You are right. There are not recorded prophecies about Buddha, Confucius, Muhammad, or anyone else. Only Jesus Christ, him, and none other. Mathematically, someone figured out what the odds would be for one person fulfilling only eight of those prophecies. They came up with a 
number that was much less than one in a trillion. The odds of over 300 of the prophecies being fulfilled are so low that it can only be done by our God, Jesus Christ. That is why it is proof number one. There are 14 more proofs. Boy, I can't wait to hear them all. People who reject Jesus hold all those prophecies as the Word of God. But it's so ingrained and rooted throughout the Word of God in the Scriptures, it gives even more credence to the fact that Jesus is He who is. That is all the time we have for in this show. Today, we reviewed 6,000 years of years of human history, including our troubles and how much we need the grace of Jesus Christ. And we showed the first proof that Jesus Christ is unique, the Son of God made flesh and dwelt among us. So what do you have on tap for our next show, Guy? Next time, we are going to arrive in the Holy Land, and we're going to go to Elijah's cave at Mount Carmel and cross the famous Valley of Armageddon. Great. I look forward to taking that trip with you. All right, that wraps it up for this episode of Journey with Jesus that includes the 15 proofs that Jesus is God. I'm your tour guide, Guy Murphy, on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. May God bless all of you on your journeys. This was Journey with Jesus on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this or any other program, visit wsfiradio.org.